Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Poetry Corner Podcast with your host, Matt Foster. And I got my fiance with me. Yeah, you want to introduce yourself, babe? Hi, I'm Cassandra Torres. I also go by Cassie. And tonight, guys, tonight we're talking about the importance of uh, mental health. And uh, I'm going to let my fiance take the floor on this one. She has a little more experience uh, with this one. So I'm going to let her uh, talk to you guys and everything like that and uh, see what we can uh, surmise from all this. And uh, we can touch bases with each other as a country and as a you know human race in general and help reach out for uh, help reach out to each other and help each other in this episode. So, babe, I'm going to let you tell the people about mental illness. Okay, guys, ladies out there, there's a lot of different mental illnesses out there. There's schizophrenia, there's paranoid, there's PTSD, there is bipolar, which is a form of depression, there is mood disorders, there's regular depression, there's all sorts of of mental disorders out there, mental, if you will, diseases. Though, to be honest, folks, I don't think they should be called mental diseases because they're not exactly a disease. They're an illness. That's it. You can't affect someone with a mental illness. You can't affect someone with with depression. You can't affect someone with bipolar, you can't affect someone with anything like that, you can't affect someone, you know, you can't spread a PTSD to somebody, you know, it is something that becomes, for some people out there, depression happens during puberty, you know, and that is a natural part of growing up, is puberty folks and a lot of mental illnesses nowadays ladies and gentlemen will only get diagnosed at puberty or pre-pubescent or pre-puberty now ladies and gentlemen i'll be 100 percent honest with you i have what's called bipolar disorder which is a form of depression i have type one there are three different types out there you guys can look them up but I have the less violent one. There is bipolar 2 manic, which is a more violent illness for bipolar. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this isn't going to be a long episode. Just a heads up. It's just something to just kind of touch base and get you guys thinking. And on Monday, Matt and I will do another one, and we'll definitely go more in-depth with this. Now, PTSD, ladies and gentlemen, I've dealt with it with people, and I have it myself. Now, ladies and gentlemen, PTSD is not just something that happens to soldiers. I have never served in the military unless you count me being a military child serving, which I honestly do. But I have not physically been enlisted in the armed forces in any way, shape, or form. I was born and raised military. Now, ladies and gentlemen, PTSD, or post-traumatic stress disorder, as they're now calling it, syndrome instead of disorder, is something where something traumatic happens to someone and the brain has a reaction to it. 
for military personnel that can be, or someone who's been in a war zone, whether you're military or civilian, because there are civilians over in the war zone, folks. It could be something as simple as seeing an IED blow up and tear a vehicle apart, or even a dog apart for a child. It doesn't matter what it is. For me, ladies and gentlemen, PTSD or PTSS, as it is now being called, is because of my ex-husband. I've touched on this on previous the previous episode about domestic violence, ladies and gentlemen, something that's not really spoken about. My ex did some stuff to me, ladies and gentlemen. For those of you who have heard that episode, you guys know what I'm talking about. For those of you that don't, I will give you a very brief but non-graphic version of it. My ex-husband beat me, raped me, and abused me in more ways than one. He wasn't just physical, ladies and gentlemen, sexual. He was mental, psychological, verbal, emotional. He did all of it. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I do still get affected to this day. I won't lie. Today, I almost had a PTSD episode because of where I work I will not disclose that but I did have a customer who was a little volatile and very verbal and just her mannerism is what started to trigger an episode it's not something that can magically be cured overnight ladies and gentlemen no mental illness is cured overnight Depression in teens, ladies and gentlemen, is one of the, and pure pressure, is one of the two biggest, not to mention bullying, actually, I should say, so those are the three biggest, ladies and gentlemen, bullying, depression, and peer pressure are the top three reasons for teen suicide in the United States, ladies and gentlemen. I hate to say that, but it is a core of fact and truth. Now, ladies and gentlemen, bullying can be, I see as a form of an illness for mental because they're doing it because of the fact that they're not getting love at home or they don't feel wanted at home or there's something going on at home. And when they bully someone, they get the reaction, and they get a reaction. They're getting the attention they want. They're getting what they want. Even though under depression is something that not a lot of people like to talk about. I, ladies and gentlemen, don't just have a bipolar depression, ladies and gentlemen. I also have what's called clinical depression, which is another form. I have it times two. So I have to be doubly aware of my thoughts and my feelings. Because people who cut, people who, you know, choke themselves or, you know, a lot of different things. People deal with their depression in a lot of different ways. I had a friend, a best friend for years, years and years and years, ladies and gentlemen. Unfortunately, we had a falling out. I haven't spoken to her for over a year and a half, almost two years. But it's okay. She's, I know, got someone who's taking care of her. But ladies and gentlemen, she has, by 
bipolar as well. She's undiagnosed for years. Now, she also has depression. She had it so bad, she used to cut. Honestly, ladies and gentlemen, she used to cut. Now, ladies and gentlemen, as soon as I found out one day through a friend when she was out of state, she was going to kill herself. I called her family. I called the cops. I did everything I could, even though I was not in that state, to protect her and help her. I did everything I could for her. She hated me for the longest time. I told her after that when she came back up to Idaho for visiting her grandparents down there. I told her, you either tell your father, I was in the night, I told her one night, you either tell your dad you need help or I tell him right now. And you'll find out exactly what happened in Arizona. She's like, no, I'm not going to tell my dad. I walked out of her room to where her dad was and said, hey, is there any way I can talk to you for a minute, Mr. Stevenson? I, I really need to talk to you something about something important for Zori. He's like, yeah, give me a second. I was like, I called him by his first name. I don't know, but it's like, Mr. Marcus, I need to speak with you. He stopped his game, ladies and gentlemen, and turned around. So, yeah, what's up? And she came in the room, and she looked at him and said, Dad, and he's like, oh, just hold on a second, sweetie. Catch up and tell me something. She looked, said, Daddy. Ladies and gentlemen, that got her dad's attention immediately. He looked at me. I looked at her, and she said, Daddy, I need help. She didn't want to get help. She thought she was fine, ladies and gentlemen, with her depression and her cutting and her attempted suicide. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're thinking about hurting yourself, you're wanting to commit suicide, talk to your doctor. Talk to your counselor. Talk to somebody you trust immediately. Be around people who will help you and care for you. Because, ladies and gentlemen, it's no joke. Those people that you see, you hear about in high schools that kill themselves, They've been bullied. They have depression. They feel there's no other way. They can't go to anybody for help. But if they just sucked up their pride and asked someone for help, they'd be here right now. I know a few people like that that happened in school. In my own school, in a small military town. If they had asked for help or people had heard their cries, my dad. He never really asked his family for help. He did it on his own. If they wanted to come up and help him, they did so. Can you repeat I, that? I, because I, the uh, audio cut out. What? Can you repeat that bit? Because the audio cut out. You, you explained uh, to when you when you were talking about being a military child. Being a military child, ladies and gentlemen, I always saw my dad tough. I still have to this day. I never saw him ask my family or his family for help ever. If they wanted to help him, they did. He never asked for it, though. Ladies and gentlemen, I grew up idolizing my dad, if you will. He was my hero. I wanted to be a superhero like my daddy. I was three years old, as expected. But as I've gotten older, me with that mentality, it doesn't work. There's times that 
me not asking for help, ladies and gentlemen, have, has hurt me rather than helped me. Ladies and gentlemen, I've asked for help at times. Sometimes what I'll do, ladies and gentlemen, is I'll ask for help without asking for help. And that can attest, attest to this. Okay? I've asked for help. And I say, eh, I'm okay, I guess. Or, yeah, I'm fine, I guess. I think, I don't know, I don't care. Or, you know, just odd comments or the way someone says something. The way they position their body to be screaming for help. I did it for years with my ex-husband at work. I did it for two years at work. My job. And no one noticed. No one noticed. Until I left the job. Suddenly, no warning. I quit. And I asked whenever I come into the store why I quit. I said I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom for longer. And they looked at me like I was crazy. It was true, ladies and gentlemen, I didn't want you to stay at home mom for longer. But I was forced to do it. And the people who I worked with knew me, ladies and gentlemen. They known me for years. They knew I wouldn't do that because I loved my job. They knew it was a cry for help, but they did nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, if we do nothing when someone is crying to us for help. If they commit suicide or anything happens to them, I don't lie, ladies and gentlemen, I feel that makes us less as people, less human. Animals, if they see that... I'm going to bring an animal analogy in here, ladies and gentlemen. Dolphins and wolves are a perfect example. Wolves, one of their members of the pack, is hurting. They're hurt. They got an injury. Depending on the hierarchy of the wolves, and depending on the type of wolf, ladies and gentlemen, they will help that injured pack member. For dolphins, they'll nurture them back to health or stay with them till they die. Now, wolves, I won't lie, they can get a little vicious if they're on the verge of death. They ain't going to help them at all. They're going to leave them to die. But, if it's just a minor injury, ladies and gentlemen, those wolves will be there. The pack will be there for that wolf. Help it heal. Help it get better. Especially if that wolf is a pup. For dolphins, ladies and gentlemen, dolphins are a lot like humans. More ways than one, they have a family. Their pod or pack, if you will, their group is a family. And sometimes they can stay with that family for their entire lives, ladies and gentlemen. Taking care of each other, nurturing each other, helping care for the young, helping care for the old, the sick, the injured. 
have a, a, a member of a dolphin family, or a pod, as they're called, has an illness. They're sick. The other members of the pod or the family will help them get better. Will help take care of them. And ladies and gentlemen, honestly, we can learn a lot by looking at animal behaviors. We really can. We can learn a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, people think that animals have no feelings. That's not true. They do. They mourn. They love. They fear. They feel pain. They feel everything we do. They can't express it like we humans can. But they do. You know, ladies and gentlemen, have ever seen a mother dog or a mother cat in one of the pups or kittens are sick, not doing too well? Mom's going to try and help it feel better. Help it nurse it back to health. Try to get it to suckle. Help it make it feel Why can't we do the same for each other? Someone's crying out for help. Someone needs help. Why won't we help them? Why do we turn a blind eye? Why do we turn a blind eye? And then when that person, heaven forbid, I had someone in school, took their own life, in class, pulled out a gun from his back and just boom, shot his brains clean out. In the classroom, I witnessed it, ladies and gentlemen. I still have traumatic dreams about it. Ladies and gentlemen, if I had reached out to him, when there was still time, he could still be alive. Still gotten help he needed one of Sean's brains out. I felt guilty afterwards because I was in class with this kid, sat next to him every single day for the whole school year. He just shot his brains out because I turned a blind eye. This kid was perfect, all A student, and I turned a blind eye. Doesn't matter what we look like or who we are, ladies and gentlemen. We can be the richest person in the world. We could be the president, for example, ladies and gentlemen. That doesn't mean that they don't suffer from anything. They can be positions of power and be sick, have a mental illness, ladies and gentlemen. I can guarantee you not a lot of people realize this. Growing up, I used to watch Star Wars, ladies and gentlemen. The female character I enjoyed the most, I enjoyed two main characters the most, ladies and gentlemen, which was Yoda, because of his wisdom, and his age. 
I love the music. He's a funny little gray man. But also, the other person I loved and I idolized, I worked, I worked up to as my role model as a woman to succeed was Carrie, or as a lot of people don't know her as her actual name, but they know her as Princess Leia. A lot of people don't realize, ladies and gentlemen, Carrie Fisher, the actress who played Princess Leia, had bipolar and depression. It took months to film one scene because of it. Now, isn't that before they knew what she had? But she was a good actress. Look at how well she did before she died. May she rest her peace. But not a lot of people knew back then what she had. They just knew she was sick, but she was a good actress. She had bipolar, ladies and gentlemen. Look at depression. But look at how famous she was. She had a mental illness, ladies and gentlemen. She was an actress. How amazing one at that. An amazing actress. She eventually got the help she needed when they figured out what was wrong with her. Because she asked. But think about that, ladies and gentlemen, because... I'm just going to leave you with that closing. We help each other. And we're there for each other. We look for things. The, the cries for help that we see. That we just turn blind eye to or ignore. Just thinking, oh, it's just a quirk of theirs. Don't. Don't, ladies and gentlemen. Be a better person and... Do the human. Or better yet, be a dolphin, ladies and gentlemen, and help them. Be a dolphin and be there for them. The reason why I say be a dolphin, ladies and gentlemen, remember, dolphins are there for their family until they die. Be there for them. Even if they're just a coworker, be there for them. Say, hey, I'm over here, you know, I'm here if you ever need to talk. But also remember, ladies and gentlemen, no matter what part you are of society, everyone can get a mental illness. Carrie Fisher, a.k.a. Princess Leia from Star Wars, is a perfect example, ladies and gentlemen. I know this wasn't a long episode, but I will get more into this way more in-depth on Monday night, ladies and gentlemen, I promise you this. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, I will bid you a fine, uh, uh, that I apologize, ladies and gentlemen, I will bid you a fond farewell. I hope I've given you enough to think about. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Have a wonderful night. Be blessed. And I thank you, babe, for dropping by. I love you. You know, I pray for safe travels for you and the kids. And I thank you for dropping that knowledge on them because, you know, people needed to hear this. You know, there's a lot of people who are 
lo mentally lost, you know, going through this, feeling like there's nobody there for them. And we as, as, as a society, we walk past these individuals every day, going to work, going to school, going to our friend's house, going to our grandparents' house, or going to our family member's house, or, or going to the store, you know. And we see these people drowning, and we just walk by them. Don't ask them how they're doing, you know, what are they going through. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to encourage you all to reach out to each other. You know someone who wants to commit suicide or is going through something very deeply. I, I just ask that you please, please get them the help that they need or sit down and counsel them yourself. You know, be a friend or be a family member to them and, and, and just care for them. Just give them a minute of your time to just let them vent. That could possibly save a life. That could turn a life around. That can make someone's day. You know, let's let's reach out and help each other as a society, as human beings, as family, friends, and a community. And I thank you all for tuning in to this important episode. I love you guys. I hope you all have a beautiful and blessed night. Good night and God bless. This is called Inner City Troubles. Let us begin. Crime is on the rise. 30% of them sadly are homicides. 28% of them are robberies in which 15% of the victims lose their lives. When will the city and all those in the inner city communities open their eyes? And that's only 78% to take in consideration. I then begin to realize so many individuals depend upon welfare to get the kids fed while they work two or three jobs to earn a paycheck to get the bills paid. This system doesn't seem right. Life for most just isn't fair. But you don't see what I see. In fact, you haven't lived here. In fact, I highly advise if you cherish your life that you stay clear from around here. Only 12% of murders are solved within the city due to this no snitching movement. But if you lost a loved one to the street life, you want some type of justice. I just think that phrase is simply useless. Everyone fears the streets, but when the bloodshed happens, they're all coming together yelling for peace. Trust me, you haven't experienced what I lived through. You haven't seen the things I've seen. And sadly, crime is up by 10% in the last two years. These inner city troubles are real. With no help from the police, they're busy running the streets like wolves, killing all our children. Tell me, how am I supposed to feel? And that was Inner City Troubles. I thank you all for tuning in. I hope you all have a beautiful and blessed evening. Good night and God bless.